0: Discussions Podcast, your go-to podcast for all things Major League Baseball. My name is Matthew Gweer. I appreciate you tuning in today. If you're a first-time listener, thanks for checking us out. And if you're returning, I appreciate you coming back as well. So today, what we're going to be doing is continuing our division preview miniseries, I guess you could call it. Uh, the last episode, definitely last week. Check that out. We did the NL East gonna continue now with the National League Central um yeah before we do get to that though um it's exciting I mean this is the best time of the year spring training is um spring training has like started pitchers and catchers for all 30 teams have officially reported um camp for everyone else starts on Monday I'm recording this on uh, Sunday the 19th so uh, the 20th, everyone starts, and then I'm pretty sure by, like, next weekend, uh, which will be, like, 26 27 something like that, uh, we're going to start, you know, spring training games. So, that's really fun. Um, everything's getting started. We're getting ever so closer to opening day, which, again, you know, makes it appropriate to go over each division. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'll give you records from last year, potential storylines. Um, you could see this year, and then at the end, I'll give my official 2023 record projection, just as I did in the last episode. Which, again, reiterating, if you didn't listen to that, I I strongly suggest go back listen to that. Uh, tell your friends if you liked it, maybe they'll check it out too. I would really appreciate that. So, without further ado, we're gonna now get into the National League Central preview. Just pulling up my notes. Okay, here we go. So, starting things off in the National. League Central, we're going to start with the St. Louis Cardinals who last year went 93-69, and ended up losing in the wildcard round, getting upset by the Phillies, lol. Um, yeah, uh, Ryan Helsley blow up in that game one, was that the ninth inning, allowed the Phillies to come in and score like five runs or something after not being able to do a thing the entire game, and then it really was just downhill from there, so they're hoping to you know do well this year wash that stink off and get going so we're going to go through their lineup starting with the Nash uh starting with what was i going to say there i don't know starting with shortstop Tommy Edmond leading off uh bringing in Wilson Contreras from the Cubs going to replace Yadier Molina um in the two spot three spot Paul Goldschmidt your reigning National League MVP playing first base uh third base Nolan Arenado in the four spot five spot is tell man, they have him listed at second. Brendan Donovan, you're going to see him literally all over the fields. Pretty sure he played almost every position but catcher last year, so you're definitely going to see him. Um, they have fangrafts has him listed at second, but you'll see him everywhere. Uh, six spot left fielder Tyler O'Neill, seven spot right fielder Lars Newtbar, eight spot DH Juan Yepes, and rounding things out in center is Dylan Carlson. The bench, Andrew Kisner is your, um, is your backup catcher, sorry. You have Paul DeYoung and Nolan Gorman as your backup infielders, and Alec Burleson as your fourth outfielder. Um, and then the rotation, you got Adam Wainwright, who's 41 years old. He will be, they list him as 41 and a half, so I assume he's going to be 42 at some point this season, which is crazy. Uh, Miles Mikolas comes back. Jordan Montgomery coming over last year from the Yankees, Jack Flaherty is listed as your four, and Steven Matz rounding things out as your 5 um, not really going to go through the bull, I mean, you have Ryan Helsley in the bullpen, Giovanni Gallegos, uh, Genesis Cabrera, Jordan Hicks, all really good players, Dakota Hudson, sure. Um, and yeah there's your St. Louis Cardinals for the 2023 season. Um some potential storylines for the Cardinals this year that you should definitely be on the lookout for. Uh first off I have NL MVP Paul Goldschmidt. Um always a really consistent player, always very good. Um he just, you know, seems like kind of guy who doesn't make much noise but like, you know, not noise in term like in terms of like his personality. He's not going to cause anything basically is what i'm trying to say he's going to put his head down go to work and he's always really good finally gets the recognition gets that mvp last year um and yeah him and nolan are just going to continue to play really well that 3-4 is like i mean i know there's a lot of talented teams out there um but that you know goldschmidt to arenado has to be one of the worst back-to-backs for a pitcher in the league um you know add to that you have someone like a brendan donovan Um, Alars Nupar, who lots of people are, for some reason, I don't, are for some reason, like, really high on this year. He's kind of like the, the, the social media guy, where it's like, people are jumping on him, so, like, if he does explode, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I was on him before, I don't know. It's the hipster choice, it seems like, but it's not, because everyone's on it, so I don't really know if that makes it a hip, I don't know. Um... What else do we got here? We have a uh, new catcher, uh, Wilson Contreras, coming over from division rival Chicago Cubs. Um, that first game back in Wrigley, it's going to be weird for him, I'm sure. Cubs fans probably going to give him that standing O just because they're so classy, and we'll get to the Cubs later. Um, as I've been mentioning, Brenton Donovan, third in rookie of the year last year. It's going to be a super util, kind of a. I now, don't you know get too mad because I don't watch – the Cardinals too much but I kind of read him as like a Jeff McDe- Jeff McNeil do everything kind of guy I mean the pa- I don't see him necessarily hitting 300 like McNeil can but um, yeah. that's kind of the role that he fits in my mind he's only 26 years old coming up last year um, and yeah basically so you know Edmund Contreras, Goldschmidt, Arenado, Donovan like that's a solid five you add in Newbar in the seven Tyler O'Neill at six he has that swing and miss problem but like when he gets a hold of it it goes a long way so I mean I'm sure he's able to get hot I'm just looking projection wise only projected for 18 18 home run? oh wait no I'm sorry 26 home runs that seems a lot more reasonable but only hitting 245 with 317 on base 450 slug so I mean that makes sense um O'Neal not gonna do too much bat to ball wise but when he does put the bat on the ball it goes a long way. And then Yepez, Carlson. Carlson, uh, super prospect, switch-heading center fielder. Um, hasn't worked out entirely well. He hasn't been bad. But, like, it's definitely defense first for Carlson. And then Yepez, really good against lefties, I think. that's He had that one killer home run against the Phillies, which ended up not mattering in the wild card game. But I still remember his name from that. Um, yeah, so basically, I mean, the lineup's going to produce... It's more about for me the pitching. I mean, Wainwright, you know, you're gonna get about like a three five probably. They have him a 4.15 dot one five on Fangraphs. I don't know about that. I think it'll be more like a three five three seven something like that. Nicholas uh, is all right. Jordan Montgomery will be all right. I think if the the I don't think the Cardinals will have too much of a problem in division. But if they want to, you know, if they have aspirations outside of that, and I'm sure they do in terms of like you know winning the pennant, winning the World Series. Obviously, every team wants to do that, but um, if they really want a shot at that, I do think they need um, Jack Flaherty to step up. 2019, he was like really, really good. Past couple of years, it's just been, it's just been injury after injury. Um, let me can't spell Flaherty. There it is. Pulling up his baseball reference really quick. Um, let me see his 2019. Yeah, you pitched to a 275 ERA-plus of 152. Absolutely insane. A whip under one. Hits per nine at 6.2, which led the league. uh, Where is his strikeout numbers? 231 strikeouts and 196.1 innings pitched in 2019. And since then, I mean, 2020, 40.1 innings pitched. How many games was that? Nine. So, like, you had the shortened season, but still. I mean, that's not great. And then last year... I mean, yeah. Last year he had the same amount of games. He had nine games in total, only thirty-six innings pitched. Twenty twenty-one was a little bit more, but still only seven, only fifteen games started. I'm sorry. Yeah, so kind of the in, like the injuries haven't been nice to him. So that'll be really nice for them if they can have Jack Flaherty back to form. I really hope um, that wasn't just like a flash in the pan. Year because when he's on, it's really fun to watch him pitch. Um, and then also, like I said, the bullpen—Helsley, Gallegos, Hicks—they're um, all gonna pitch really well. Especially Helsley; he's like insanely good. I, he might even take another step forward. So, um, oh, and one more thing with the Cardinals—I had this written down, and I didn't even look at it. So, what's the point of you know prepping, right? Um, Jordan Walker, number four overall prospect for the um, in all of baseball—he's an outfielder for the Cardinals. Absolutely tore up. Double A and the Fall League last year. He had like OPS in like the 900s. um, Slug at like around like 490. I think he even breached 500 in Double A. It's insane. Um, We'll see. He didn't. We'll see if he gets a run at Triple A at all this year. He might break camp with the team. I'm not really sure. But like, they definitely could afford to do it if you look at their lineup. I mean, O'Neill, Newtbar, Carlson, someone out of those three, I mean, no, you know, they're all replaceable, I think, especially if Walker comes on, um, and plays really well, that could add, you know, like a big boost, I'm not gonna compare him to J-Rod, Julio Rodriguez, but, I mean, you remember the kind of, uh, boost he gave Seattle last year when he came up, so, we'll see, I think that is very, very interesting, um, so, yeah, there's your first place, St. Louis Cardinals, and my twenty twenty three projection for them is ninety and seventy two. The over under according to Betngm was eighty nine and a half. Of course, last year they had ninety three wins. Um, I think that comes down a little bit. Um, of course, with the bounce schedule this year, they're not going to play their division as much. That means less games against Pittsburgh and the Reds. So I think they suffer a little bit from that, but. I, you know, they're the Cardinals. They're a very well-run organization. They're still going to do very well. So, moving on to the second-place team last year, and again, who I think will be second this year, the Milwaukee Brewers uh, in 2022 had a record at 86-76. and 76. Yeah, sorry about that. 86-76. Could not read my own writing. Going into their lineup, leading off, and, uh, leading off and playing left field, you have Christian Yelich. Two-spot, Willie Adamas playing short. Three-spot, Rowdy Telez, who's going to be playing first. Behind the dish, William Contreras batting fourth. Batting fifth, DH Jesse Winker batting sixth. Third baseman, Luis Urias, Urias, not entirely sure. uh, Batting seventh and playing center field, Garrett Mitchell batting eighth. um, In right field, Tyrone Taylor and rounding things out at second base, Bryce Tarang, which is a dope name I like that last name um the bench uh Victor Caratini is your uh backup catcher you have Brian Anderson who they have listed as infield outfields um infielder and an outfielder I remember him on the Marlins only playing third so maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention or what, but, um, yeah, so he's there now, Mike Brasso is there, and then Keston Hura is there, which, I mean, we could talk about him a little bit, there's a bit of a fall from grace there, Um, going into rotation, you had Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Eric Lauer, Freddie Peralta, and Wade Miley. And then that bullpen um, is okay. Not as good as previous bullpens, strictly because of the lack of Josh Hader there. Obviously, trading him last year to the San Diego Padres. Um, But you still have Devin Williams as your closer, which is pretty much as good as it gets. Um, You know, behind, in front of, he's in front of basically everyone but Josh Hader. So. Yeah, it's kind of crazy they had both of them at that point. But, I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches. You can kind of afford to get rid of one, I guess. I don't know. That's not really the topic, what we're talking about now. So, um, yeah, so some talking points for the Milwaukee Brewers. I have um, first, they acquired Winker and Contreras. You know, not totally going to tear things down. It's still the Brewers. It's still – I think it's also the fact that the NL Central, apart from St. Louis, is pretty weak, like especially compared to, the you know, the – the East, which we did last episode, again go listen to that, and the um, the West, which we'll do next episode with the Dodgers and the Padres, looking absolutely terrifying. So, um, they they opted to retool, bringing in Jesse Winker, where it just didn't work in Seattle, um, bringing in Contreras and part of that three team trade with uh, with um Oakland and obviously Contreras coming over from Atlanta, um, and yeah, I mean Contreras slots in is at that four spot. I don't know if he'll stick there. We'll see. I mean, he did really well last year. He's projected for 21 home runs, 436 slug um, by Fangraphs here. So, I mean, we'll see. He also didn't get as many plate appearances last year, I don't think. Um, And then um, looking at, I can't spell again. Oh my goodness. Uh, Looking at um, baseball, reference here, he was obviously, he was an all-star last, year. he only had 97 games, so, yeah, 93 hits in 97 games, 278 though, he slugged 506, so, I mean, they're looking for something like that, but I think Fangraphs is definitely accounting for the fact that he's going to be their everyday catcher, um, they lost Omar, Narva- Omar Narvaez in, uh, in free agency, he went over to the New York Mets, so, Contreras, that's his job. I mean, Caratini's still gonna play. He's still serviceable, but yeah. And then as and then Jesse Winker had his really good days with the Reds. I mean, he had um, what was it? the Twenty twenty one season, was it? He was like really really good. He was an All Star in twenty twenty one and nine forty nine OPS, on base at almost four hundred. He slugged five fifty six and then and wait sent only 24 home runs. I thought that would be higher. But then last year just a 220 batting average. I mean, 688 OPS just did not seem like the same player. I don't know entirely what's going on with that. He still has an 836 career OPS, but we'll see. I mean, maybe it, he just couldn't hit Seattle for whatever reason. So I think the Brewers are looking to uh to to rekindle some of that. So yeah, uh moving on from that, um the in terms of like roster construction, I think that the Brewers are pretty much like the opposite of what we just looked at with Saint Louis. Um you know, if you remember I said Saint Louis, I really like their lineup, but we'll kinda see what's up with the rotation. I kinda think the Brewers are the opposite of that. I mean, you obviously have Corbin Burns who is you could make a case that he's best pitcher in baseball. Uh, Brandon Woodruff is probably I don't know. Maybe like, not the best two, but he's certainly up there. I'm kind of trying to think. I mean, I guess Justin Verlater is technically a two this year, so he wouldn't be the best. Um, but yeah, you can make that argument. Freddie Peralta's nasty. Eric Lauer's come on in a big way, I think. And then Wade Miley is Wade Miley. I mean, he's 36. He'll he'll be fine. They have uh, him projected at a four two two. 119 innings pitch so I mean he'll be there he'll be fine but yeah I mean the top of that rotation is like really good they're going to continue to be really good um but you know branching off of Corbin Burns real quick there was actually something that came out a couple days ago you know I said spring training started um they actually uh I don't remember who it was so I'm sorry I mean not that that many people are listening to this anyway but I'm sorry for not giving credit. There was a video came out that uh, Corbin Burns, apparently not too happy that he got taken to arbitration and ended up losing that case by the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Just, I don't know why teams do that. It doesn't doesn't make much sense, especially if it's a guy that you would, you know, like want to lock up and keep around. So I don't understand why teams want, you know, to sit them down in a room and, present to like an arbiter this is what he does wrong this is why we don't think we should spend all this money on him and here's you know like here's all our gripes with you and and it's all to save like at most like three mil so i don't understand that and corbin burns apparently not too happy about that um so that kind of led me to my next point on my talking points here on my paper, I have potential blow-it-up team, which, you know, you kind of saw with the Cubs do. The Cubs do that a couple of years ago, trading away um, Rizzo, trading away Bryant, trading away Baez, blowing up that um, that core. Maybe we see that with the Brewers if they're not, like, I don't know, if they're not in it in it. Because, like, we saw last year. I mean, they only won 86 games. They, they could definitely um be in that position uh let's see Corbin Burns is a free agent in 2025 um I mean you you think about a year and a half left of Corbin Burns you trade him away what you could get there um I'm not sure what contract situation is for some of the other guys I mean Yelich is there for the long haul he signed that deal um maybe Adamus? I don't know I'm trying to I'm trying to see really quickly uh yeah he's excuse me also a free agent in 2025 so i mean there's some definite players you can get a haul for if they wanted to go that route um but you know i don't i'm not gonna put that in anyone's head until around like june when it if it's not looking too good because right now it's spring training you're allowed to be optimistic still so i think that's a good idea to be um and then also talking about willie adamas very underrated player um playing shortstop for them um in the two spot according to fangraphs here projected 28 homers uh, 247 average 318 OBP and a 454 slug plays a good defensive um shortstop as well so I don't know I like him a lot he plays a lot too he's not gonna ever um like he doesn't hit the uh he doesn't hit the the um I almost said DL, the injured list or anything like that. I I don't know why I'm totally blanking on what it's called. 112 OPS plus last year. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to see what kind of career. I don't know, 15.5 career war. That's not as – I guess I thought that would be a little higher. But only been in the league since 2018. Damn, he's only 26. That's crazy. He's a lot younger than I thought he was. Okay. So, yeah, that's the Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, good rotation. Um, Christian Yelich, what is he I don't know I Kind of seems like that 2018-2019 span Where he was just insane I don't know It's it, it's not flash in the pan But I don't think he's ever really going to get back to that um, Projected 246-353-410 So He'll be okay He'll hit his home runs He'll also strike out a lot And that's going to be Christian Jelic um, So yeah kind of got sa- sidetracked there, because I forgot to say that, but, yeah, moving on now, to the, oh, wait, nope, sorry, this is very unorganized, I apologize, um, I didn't give my 2023 projection, um, just reiterating last year, 186 and 76, I have them regressing a little bit, I have them at 84 or 78, um, yeah, I don't know, not much movement on that line, but, they're gonna be, like, just, eh, they're gonna be there, they'll play spoiler to, someone good probably but then not make the play i mean they might with 84 wins do you get that third wild card who knows probably not but we'll see moving on to my third place team i have here the chicago cubs last year they went 74 and 88 they made some additions which we'll get into um yeah we're gonna start with their lineup leading off and playing second base nico horner batting 2nd, and playing shortstop, Dansby Swanson, new addition, we'll talk about it, um, uh, where are we at, playing left field and batting 3rd, left field, playing left field, and batting 3rd, Ian Happ, sorry, in the cleanup spot, Say Suzuki, he's gonna be in right, Eric Hosmer, for s- some reason, is playing 1st base here, and batting 5th, Trey Mancini, the DH, batting 6th, Cody Bellinger, which we'll talk about, batting seventh and playing center. Christopher Morel, batting third, uh, batting eighth, excuse me, and playing third base. And Tucker Barnhart rounding things up behind the dish. Your bench goes: Jan Gomes, your backup catcher; Patrick Wisdom, Zach McKinstry, are your Util guys. And your fourth outfielder is Nelson Velasquez. Rotation: Marcus Stroman, Jamison Tyon, Justin Teal. Justin Steele, excuse me, Drew Smiley, and Adrian Sampson. And then the bullpen is nothing crazy, I don't think. Yeah, not really. Michael Fulmer is pretty good. But other than that, I don't see much. Um, Yeah, so that's the Cubs. uh, Moving on to our, our talking points here, we have Dansby Swanson, new shortstop, acquired from the atlanta braves well not f- left in free agency but yeah you know what i mean um he was one of the big four shortstops that were free agents this year this past year like all season um and the cubs went out and got their dude um he told a really uh cool story about his grandfather being um a big cubs fan back in the day because they were the only you know they were on during the day um no late at wrigley yada 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 um So it meant a lot that he got to play with that team, because obviously grandfather meant a lot to him. Um, So that's a cool story. Um, And it's just, you know, it's cool to see the Cubs go out, spend that money. Fans are always going to pack Wrigley, so that's fun. Um, I also have here the progression of Nico Horner. What does that look like? Um, He has three years in the league so far. This will be his fourth they have him leading off. He's going to have a position change last year. He was the shortstop, obviously, now with Dansby coming in. Um, I think he's going to kind of, you know, pull rank, and Nico's going to have to slide over to play second base. So we'll see what that looks like. Um, he seems like he's a pro's pro, so that shouldn't be too much of an issue, but it's still worth the mention. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, so... That's Nico Horner. Um, Sophomore slump for Seiya Suzuki, possibly. He w- I saw a picture, actually. He came into camp looking absolutely jacked, which that's that was kind of fun to see. They have him projected 26 homers, uh, 264, 350, 476 uh, slash line. So that's fun. I don't know what he's really going to be. He, he got hurt early last year, I think, and didn't do much of it but like as the year went on I'm pretty sure he picked up big time um what else do I have written down here do do um yeah I (laughs) have it's funny I have what is Bellinger question mark uh yeah Cody Bellinger um granted his release well he was DFA'd and then signed as free agent um you know from from the Dodgers to the Chicago Cubs Obvi- you know, kind of going back to what I was talking about with Christian Yelich. I mean, Bellinger was also going off at that time. looked like we had two new studs to kind of look forward to watching for the next ten years, and they have both fallen off a cliff. Um, I'd say Bellinger a hell of a lot more than than Yelich did, but like pretty sure Bellinger among qualified hitters was like first was like the last or second to last worst hitter like just in general by OPS plus or something like it was something like that it's not a perfect stat obviously but it was something like that so he's looking for that change of scenery um get out of LA come to Chicago um and yeah he's on a one-year deal with them and he's gonna look to bounce back and show something where someone can throw four years at him and yeah I mean I don't know it's I don't I'm not too confident I'd love to see it because I mean Cody Bellinger being good I mean not li- he won't be back to his MVP status like MVP um yeah status I guess you could say um but that would do a lot for this lineup in general um yeah I don't have anything else written down I don't know I've totally forgot that they signed Eric Cosmer that's kind of funny uh Trey Mancini's here as well DHing um he's only 30 which I that's also surprising um He'll f- provide, you know, leadership locker room. He's still a pretty good player. Um, yeah, I mean, there's your Cubs. Looking at the rotation again, I mean, Stroman would be cool to see something. Out of him, not much here in terms of like fun things to talk about. I mean, there's they're all kind of like, I don't know. They need an ace in this rotation. It would be really really good if Stroman was your two and. Highland was your three, I think, but I don't know, we'll see, and then bullpen, not much, so my overall projection here for the Chicago Cubs, I have them going 79 and 83, so improving a little bit, because I do think their roster got better, I mean, it's hard not to, considering what they were last year, but bringing in Dansby, I think Nico is going to do really, you know, continue to progress, he's not going to hit with power at all, but, um, He's really good bat to ball. Say Suzuki, he's gonna hit the ball well, and then hopefully Bellinger provides something. I don't know if he will, but hopefully he does. Um, yeah. So now moving on to who I have as my fourth place team, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Last year they went sixty two and one hundred, and this is the lineup they're going with for the twenty twenty three season. Leading off and playing short, super prospects and all-around really fun player to watch O'Neal Cruz Uh, batting second and playing center is Brian Reynolds batting third and playing third base key Brian Hayes batting fourth and playing first G Man Choi batting fifth and playing left it's the homecoming of Andrew McCutcheon which I think is awesome and we'll talk about it Um, batting sixth and DHing for them is Carlos Santana the right fielder and batting seventh is Jack Sawinski Second baseman, batting eighth, Rodolfo Castro, and they brought in Austin Hedges to play catcher, and he'll be batting ninth. Um, the bench, Kevin Pilecki, G. Huan Bae, Connor Joe, and Cal Mitchell. And the rotation is Mitch Keller, Rolanzi Contreras, Rich Hill, JT Brubaker, and Vince Velasquez. Um, and then the bullpen has... David Bednar, and seven other guys, so that's what you need to know about them, my storylines, I, when I was doing prep for this, right, actually sat down thinking, all right, this division, not a ton going on, but like, you know, this is probably going to be kind of hard to come up with like talking points, um, I ramble in general, like I'm doing right now, with the Pirates, I was surprised. I actually came up with, like, six solid ones, like, right off top of my head. So, starting off, I have the O'Neal Cruz progression. I think he is going to be so fun to watch this year. He's going to strike out a ton. He's going to, um, I don't know. He, he might not look great at the plate at times, but, it, you know, other times he's going to blast the ball. We saw just the unreal exit velocities he was putting up, um... He's six seven is it? I'm gonna look up his baseball reference just to get that right, but um yeah, 6'7", He's built like a f like a lamp post. it's insane, but he's got crazy pop um he hit two wait, nope that's his on base where's his batting average? yeah, two thirty that's about better that's what I thought <laughs> two thirty three last year, so he's not gonna you know. He's not going to do insane, but like when he does hit it, it's going to be really fun. And he's just really fun to watch. Obviously, a 6'7 baseball player in general, much less the fact that he plays short, is really fun to watch. Um, batting second, you have, like I said, Brian Reynolds playing center. He's by far their best player. I mean, O'Neal might be able to surpass him one day. If Brian Reynolds is even there by that point, though, because he has, on multiple accounts, and he just doubled down on that, I think it was this past thursday or wednesday or something like that said when he arrived to uh, spring training that he wants to be traded he's basically like yo pay me or trade me and it's the pirates so i don't necessarily think they're going to pay him if spotrack would load i would be able to tell you What he's looking at in terms of like when he's a free agent i think it's 27 or 28 so he's got like a little bit of time left but i mean he's been on in the news in terms of like a trade piece um in the past a lot i mean he can hit generally well i mean he's not insane but He's like good enough, and the fact that he plays really good defense as well as a center fielder. All right, my Wi Fi is absolutely crapping itself right now, so we're not. That's not gonna load. I apologize. Um, I should have wrote that down beforehand. But um, yeah, he's only got three years in the show, and he's already. You know, he's projected twenty four homers, um, a three fifty one on base, four sixty slug. So he's gonna hit. He plays really he plays good defense and center as well so we'll see what brian reynolds he's not going to get dealt i just really don't see that happening let's see this finally loaded let's see if this actually works oh nice it did um loading loading nope 2026 free agent so i mean not as far in the future as i thought but it's still not like soon um so yeah you have him i don't know i don't he, they're pro- it's the Pirates, so, like, I could very well see them just holding on to him for the next, what I say, 26? So, the next three years, and then just letting him walk and, like, wasting three years of his, I don't know, we'll see. Um, also, I have the McCutcheon reunion listed here. So, he's going to bat fifth, came back on that one-year deal. Um, I don't think McCutcheon ever really wanted to leave Pittsburgh. They obviously moved him to the Giants uh back in 2016 is that right 2016 that's my guess can i see um oh no 2018 i lied i apologize and then he was with the phillies with the brewers and now he is with the pirates so i mean that's fun they had their fun with like all the pictures on their Twitter and they're doing giveaways, all that. So it's just a a fun, like a fun reason to come watch the pirates play is the return to Andrew McCutcheon. Hopefully he balls out. He's 36 though. So like, I don't know, we'll see. Not going to hit for average, but he'll he'll still pop 15 or 20 home runs probably. Um, And then, you know, Kutch is obviously never met the guy, but from all accounts seems like a really good person. So, Um, In terms of showing the ropes to young guys like Hayes and uh, Cruz and Jack Sawinski, um, even Castro is only 23 years old, Um, he'll prove uh, to be good in that role, as well as G-Man Choi and Carlos Santana and Austin Hedges, three veteran players who otherwise it wouldn't be that exciting that they're there, (laughs) to be completely honest, like they're not all-star players anymore. Well, Santana isn't anymore. I don't know if Choi or Hedges ever were. But just great players, I think, to have in that locker room. Again, show Cruz, show Hayes, Reynolds to a lesser extent because he's 28 and has three years in the show already. But still, I don't know. It's just that veteran leadership that I think a young team like the Pirates who they've sucked for a while, but they're on the up and up a little bit. Like that trajection, um, it's it's pointed up. So for now, we'll see what happens with that. But I think that that's a very – positive thing that the front office did even though on the field I don't know how much Santana is really going to contribute I mean he'll take his walks um and he'll hit a little bit but like he won't hit over like 240 um same thing with Choi definitely not Hedges Hedges probably I mean I think you're lucky if you get like 215 out of him um he's he's but he'll he calls good games he's good he was with Cleveland um past couple years and I think he's really good at like, helping pitchers and stuff. And if you have uh, younger pitchers, he's he's good to have. Um, also, written down here, let's see. Um, speaking of the rotation, I have rotation, not a strength. I mean, Mitch Keller's okay. Everyone else, they brought in Rich Hill, who's going to be 43 years old. So good for him for still doing it. Uh, Baker, Velasquez, um, yeah, not much there, but... We'll see. Um, And then I also wrote something down here. I have possible David Bednar trade. He's not a free agent until 2027. So like, it's not likely, but he's a really good reliever and teams are always looking for relievers at the deadline. So you never know. He'd probably command like a decent return. And if they're not going to trade away Reynolds and they're a team that, you know, they're still in that rebuilding phase and uh, teams in that phase always love to bring in prospects, trade away their good players. Um, yeah, you you might see that. Uh, with the veteran players like Choi, Santana, you might see one of them get moot. Like, if Choi has, like, a really good July, who knows? Someone might, might throw some prospects at the Pirates to get Choi in their locker room. I don't know. We'll see. But... I mean, yeah, that's the Pirates. Nothing crazy. They did improve, so that's fun to see. And I, they'll be a fun watch. They're not going to be too good, but they'll be a fun watch. Uh, my overall projection projection for them in 2023, I have them going 68 and 94. So, again, not great, but it's also you're not losing 100 games like they did last year. So they might even do better. They might win 70 games, which for them, I think they'd absolutely take that after only winning 62 last year. Um, and speaking of only <laughs> winning 62 games, the Cincinnati Reds, everybody. Yeah, they're coming in as my fifth team here. Um, last year, they had the same record as the Pirates. They went 62 and 100. Um, yeah, getting into their lineup. Left fielder, TJ. Oh, boy. Friedel or Friedel? I'm not entirely sure. He's going to lead off. Jonathan Indy is going to play second and bat second. Joey Votto, who's been there forever, he's 39. He's going to DH and uh, bat third. You have catcher Tyler Stevenson, who's going to bat fourth. And Yep, catcher Tyler Stevenson, is going to bat fourth. Okay, sorry. Uh, they brought in Will Myers. He's going to play first and bat fifth. Jake Fraley is going to play right and bat sixth. Batting seventh, third baseman Spencer Steer. Batting 8th, shortstop Kevin Newman, who came over from Pittsburgh this offseason. And then Nick Setenzel is going to round things out in center. Um, Let's see. Your bench, Kurt Casali, Luke Maley, Chad Pinder, Stuart Fairchild. Uh, Rotation goes Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft, Luke Weaver, and Luis Sessa. And then the bullpen, excuse me, uh, Lucas, nope. I don't know. I was going to say Lucas Sims is good, but apparently not. I don't know why I said that. Um, Alexis Diaz, Edwin Diaz's brother, you know, the really good reliever on the Mets. Um, yeah, it's his younger brother. And apparently, uh, let's see, I'm looking into this. I should have done a little bit more research here. He, look out for him. Um, pitch is kind of the same as Edwin does. And Edwin has, you know, he's got success doing it. So, um, yeah, look out, look out for him. I don't know how many save opportunities he's really going to get. But just Alexis Diaz, keep that name on your radar. Um, yeah, just so just kind of going through this lineup. Um, uh, obviously, adding Will Myers, that kind of sucks for Myers coming over from San Diego now to Cincinnati, uh, especially with where San Diego is probably going to be this year. But, I mean, you know, he, he got his money, so good for him. Um uh, what are Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo going to be? They were both first round picks. Uh, Green back in 2017. Lodolo back in 2019. Both now pet manning up that, that rotation. Um, I don't know. Green, can he throws triple digits. So that's fun to see from a starter. Lodolo kind of like more of a funky lefty who we'll see. I don't know. I think his strikeout numbers are actually pretty good in the minors. I'm trying to yeah, he's projected for 189 strikeouts in 160 innings, so that's... And then Hunter Green projected for almost 200 strikeouts at 194, so you'll see... Um, I th- uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like, I, <laughs> I keep saying I don't know, but this is low-key depressing looking at this. Like, they just don't have much, and then their owner keeps saying stupid stuff, like, we run this team like a non-profit So that doesn't really make you happy. I mean, it's Joey Votto's final year, so maybe he gets moved at the deadline, and they do him a solid by getting him the hell out of Cincinnati. Um, What is Jonathan India gonna look like? You know, slump. He obviously winning Rookie of the Year, slumping a little bit the next year. What's he look like now in his third year? Um, And then the big thing you have Ellie De La Cruz, who currently is how? What was the why is this just not showing up, there it is, um, let's see, ooh, um, played in, oh boy, did he even get to double A, he did get to double A, alright, so I mean, you might see him, you might, I, I might be jumping the gun a little bit on him, but, um, he is like a super prospect, kind of similar to O'Neal Cruz. He's like six, six or something. I, I have it up. I could just look at it instead of guessing. 6, five. Um, but he also plays short, so you have that, that fun visual as well and he just hits the crap out of the ball. Um, same kind of swing and miss issues as Cruz. and you're gonna hear him get compared to Cruz a lot when he eventually makes it up to the majors. But just you know, if you're not into prospects like that, keep that name on your radar. Ellie De La Cruz, he's going to be very good, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much else here with the Reds. They're not going to be very good. I mean, basically, I'm looking at uh, what are Green and Lodolo going to be this year. That could be fun to watch if they're playing well just because Green has just th- that electric fastball. Pretty sure Lodolo's, like, off-speed pitches are supposed to be nasty. Um, you're going to look at Jonathan India, see what he does. Joey Votto. I don't know if it's gonna be a farewell tour. We'll see. He's 39. Um You can kind of look into that a little, I guess. And then Will Myers, new team, what's he gonna be? Those are kind of my Yeah, I don't really have anything else here. So that is going to wrap up this episode, I think. Um Yeah, that's the Reds. Alright, so that's the NL Central. Uh, oh, I did not give my projection. I didn't make a projection. Oops. Um, I don't know. They couldn't win. Mm. All right, they went 62 and 100 last year. This is completely off the cuff. Uh, they are gonna go 59 and 103. Yep, I said it. They're gonna lose 103 games. Looking at their lineup made me really sad. That was not fun. I'm sorry, Reds fans. Um, yeah. So that is the National League Central. Um. I have, again, just kind of going through this, Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, Pirates, Reds. Um, expect the Cardinals and Brewers to kind of be tightly contested, maybe even the Cubs up there. Cardinals are probably going to pull away. Um, if it's not looking great by like midseason for the Brewers, maybe look for them to blow things up, trade away some pieces, and get some good prospects back. Um, Cubs are going to be fun. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. would be really cool if they did, though, right? Like, they won't, but that would be sick. Um, and then, yeah, Pirates are going to be fun and not good. And the Reds are going to be not fun and not good. So that's, yeah, it's your annual Central. Um, if you enjoyed, share with a friend. Um, I really appreciate it. Check out the Instagram, at Dinger Discussions. I keep saying there's going to be a TikTok as well, so be on the lookout for that. School's been a lot, so um, I haven't really got to that yet. But That's coming as well. I have been Matthew Gweer. This has been the Dinger Discussions podcast, and I appreciate you all for listening. Thanks.